It's been almost 50 years, but if you're old enough to remember, it is a moment that no American could ever forget. November 22nd, 1963, the day President John F. Kennedy was shot and killed in Dallas. President Kennedy has been assassinated. It's official now. The president is dead. Women here in shock, some fainted. Grown men, Secret Service men standing by the emergency room, tears streaming down their face. That same day, Lyndon B. Johnson would take the oath of office aboard Air Force One. President Johnson and his wife, Lady Bird Johnson, also made this phone call from the plane to President Kennedy's mother, Rose, to give her the terrible news. This is a newly released tape of that conversation from the National Archives. Uh, yes, Mr. Kennedy, I have uh, Mr. Johnson for you there. Yes, thank you. Mr. Kennedy? Yes. Well, sir, I have Mr. Johnson. Yes. I wish to God there was something that I could do, and I wanted to tell you that we were grieving with you. Yes, well, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I know I know you're The JFK Library has also released 45 hours of new recordings of President Kennedy himself from his time in the Oval Office. You can find those at www.jfklibrary.org. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Joshua, and the Illuma Mommy herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the JFK Conspiracy. Last week off, kinda, sorta. We Do made it. you work still a little bit. You I called into work for free. That's right, damn it! It's hard being in charge of cryptids all the time. Sometimes you guys got to take the goat men's and the bunny men's. While I was here for that, but how's it going, guys? Great, swell. Promise, swimmingly. Right, nobody's lying, right? Oh no, no, not at all. We're going to be testifying under oath during this one. Oof, there's a lot. There's a lot. This is a doozy. This is a season two 
up the ante, motherfucking Big Mac of a conspiracy, folks. Wow, hope you're hungry. Yeah, exactly. And Larry, what did now? This was one that your brother-in-law had kind of talked about to you. My brother, or not? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. My my apologies. In some states, I think that's an insult, or in others, it's. I'll accept it this time. I'll accept the apology (laughs) this time. Okay. Um. Okay. He won't. So we'll we'll. We'll, we're, we're hoping to have him here maybe in the future, but... He will be um, here for part two. Okay, sweet. He just couldn't get a sitter tonight. Oh, dude, I know the yep. feels. Yep. Mm-hmm. I ju- I've been mm-hmm. there. I know. I've been there. I've done that. Sometimes it's hard to find a good chair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Doghouse population Josh. <laughs> he puts... He just tapes googly eyes to mm-hmm. a chair. It's like... <laughs> Now, Asher, <laughs> here's some knives. Be here's a, a grenade. It's called a seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. We get the Seinfeld drops happening I today. I love it. Okay. So, anyway, um, Truth Corner, pull over to the side of the road, Thunderbird. Um, have you guys ever, like, and, and I, this might tie into, like, multiple of our episodes, but have you guys ever been, like, scared of... Like politicians, <laughs> yeah. Are, are you that's actually a, asking? That's us a that? loaded question, isn't it? Like which I mean, ones? I mean, <laughs> like how scary? Anything current? Maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid that because I'm trying not to be so Jitties. like. Jitties. <laughs> Jitties. Oh, Mr. Trump, how are you doing? Jitties. Uh Me, I love those too. Jitties. Here, have a sweet. What are you grabbing? Jitties. Oh, I like to do that too. <laughs> Um, no, I guess I'll narrow it down a little bit. Let's say you're, let's say you're at a, a place like DC where, where it's overrun with like politicians. When you see those like buildings, like the Pentagon or, you know, the, the, um, Quantico places, mm-hmm. like, do the, do those kind of creep you out or does it? I mean, does the idea of the government that we don't quite understand fully and understand why it would even be running? I am more scared of the people who elected those people. Right. Mm, oh, I get you. I follow you. You, you know, Roy Moore almost became senator. <clears throat> you know it what sh- I mean? It should have been mm-hmm. a landslide. Right. Right. Instead, it was like, like and I'm still going to vote for Uncle Touchy. <laughs> Josh, what do you think? He could have. He could have. He could have rolled up in an ice cream truck. Or a van with free candy spray paint on the side. Case. And he couldn't have done any worse than he did. Yep. <laughs> the N is backwards and it's spelled with a K. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Well, yeah. I, I you know, I actually kind of agree with Larry. I, politicians, of course, I'm, they make me nervous because how many times do we have these, these people are bought out mm-hmm. by special interests? Groups. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Where the politicians are the ones that are casting lobbyists. the vote, yeah. uh, the lobbyists and the people that are, you know, before that person are the ones that want this big change to happen that could potentially screw over millions of other people just because of the big, you know, the big dollar bill. Not a lot of them are actually in it for the public service. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a, like you can name like six of them. Yeah, who actually are. It's like the same percentage of doctors that are in it because they like saving people's lives. Right. Like 85% of doctors just like the paycheck. I think 90% of getting a job is to, I hate to say it, is to get laid. <laughs> Not going to lie there. Being yeah. a male prostitute does have its benefits. <laughs> Great dental. 
<laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, April, did you? Uh, yeah, I think politicians are terrifying. I think the fact that they can make so much powerful change just based on their own opinions. And yeah, because so many of them are motivated more by money than they are the the opinions of the people they represent. I right. it's terrifying. It's you're supposed to have leaders for the people by the people. Right, exactly. Well especially you looked at we just had that net neutrality vote mm-hmm. and I don't know a single person, whether it be personally or even that I'd seen online that was like, you know what? This is a good thing. We should vote for it. Right. Not until it passed, then your hardcore uh, party party line people all That's of a sudden, what, they supported yeah. yep. the the getting rid of net neutrality. But mm-hmm. like, I never heard those same people talk about it till it happened. Yeah, exactly. Well, they talked exactly. about it, and 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 mm-hmm. this is getting off topic a bit. But I know t- uh, specifically, Ted Cruz was like, "Yeah, this is f- freedom for people in the internet. This is good. We need to let them make their own decisions." Wait, these are big, massive corporations who have no interest in people, just profits. I was like, so I didn't know Grandpa Al Lewis was still with us. <laughs> it just the arguments didn't make sense. No. Anyways, we try to walk a middle line here. So let's jump to our uh, our scale. Um, how I broke it. <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> well, we you're, ju- still you're not supposed to weight. jump on stuff. Oh, that's right. Okay, let's slowly ease our big toe onto a scale. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and let's go with how scary is the idea of our government plotting to kill our president? Zero. <laughs> I mean, really? It's a, I mean, I know you got to answer the question. I have to, and I, I have to answer it, but yeah, it's a 10. Yeah. That you're going to take the leader and just off him because he didn't like him. He did. Yeah. He didn't do something you, the, the rich or and like powerful a, wanted him to this, do in this case. And I don't want to get in too far into <gasps> information. A coup may be set up by the vice president and his cronies. Oh, that's not cool. <laughs> it is a coup. <laughs> Unless you're at the chicken coup. <laughs> <Get Yeah>. you. <laughs> you're trying to come up with really bad puns. It ain't cool, man. Man, we are off to a season two <sighs> Welcome dad to joke. Season two. <laughs> All right, April. Uh, yeah, that's a ten. You know, I'm gonna go against the grain and say one. No, of course it's ten. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm, uh, Anytime that they're planning on taking anybody out that's supposed to be like the public, you know, top dog. Murder in general is a ten. Yep, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Especially when it's, you know, planned out and at least it wasn't something slow. Paid for by the taxpayers. Right. We're like, let's close down three more schools so we can get hoverboards for our secret service. (laughs) (laughs) And and hopefully ones that have like laser beams that kill foreigners whenever they step (laughs) over our wall. I'd be okay if my tax dollars went to that. I know. Yeah, but you you wouldn't get to ride the hoverboards. I would quit my job. Or kill the foreigners. (laughs) Well, I'd go hunting, yo. No, I would quit my job. And work for Secret Service if I could have a hoverboard that shoots lasers. <laughs> I'm sorry, I almost shot a snot rocket on that. <laughs> I was just picturing you slowly nursing a toe onto a hoverboard in like a suit. No, I yep. would I would fall over like I was a be. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Josh, we would hire you, but you can't stay on your hoverboard for more than it would 10 just go seconds. back and forth. You go. <laughs> 
<laughs> while his dogs are roughing and running around him in yep. circles. If I can have training wheels on it, then it'd be okay. <laughs> okay. Training wheels. <laughs> That's called a skateboard, not a hoverboard. All right. Hey, this is my fantasy, damn it. All right. So my first initial source, because I want to walk you guys through this. Now, I will be honest and say... When I was a kid, this always seemed boring to me. Anybody that talked about conspiracies, I was just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Nobody liked him, or a lot of, well, a lot of people liked him, but a lot He's of the Republicans. Why doesn't even matter? Exactly. History's boring. <laughs> And meanwhile, like my history teacher's got like googly eyes and like dark circles because he's been watching the Oliver Stone JFK movie <laughs> and losing his marbles. What's if they would have just talked about the pussy that man was getting, I'd have been oh, all attention right. on deck. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> I'm knee deep in pussy. <laughs> I will say the man had good taste. Yes. Uh we'll get into Mary Pincho Meyer later in episode two. Uh, and obviously Marilyn Monroe. Oh my God! Oh, bo- oh boy! Oh, <laughs> Trump likes her too. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so according to the JFKLibrary.org, there's a really good kind of like breaks down this whole time period. Um, now, oh, I just wanted to say that yes, now that I've gotten older, this is very intriguing to me, especially because it's like this being in the Cold War and being at the turn of like post World War II feels a little familiar. Yes, it does. Now, shortly after noon on November 22nd, 1963, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated as he rode in a motorcade through Dealey Plaza in downtown Dallas, Texas. Um, have you guys seen the footage of the, the oh, shooting? I think every Yeah. I'm sure everybody I mean, has. This is a Pruder film, the guy that shot it the mm. um from the side, which is for that time, it's, I mean, obviously, I would think there would be camera crews around, mm-hmm. but this is an obvious, like, like eight millimeter grainy footage looking. If I'm not mistaken, right. historically, that if you watch that video, it's the very first dab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Watch carefully. Maybe season three or four will upgrade to, like, video, but you guys all missed something nice. God. Larry's with it. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. So, sorry. Still a little cold out. By the fall of 1963, now this is going to kind of back up a bit here. So President John F. Kennedy and his political advisors were preparing for the next presidential campaign. Although he had not formally announced his candidacy, it was clear that President Kennedy was going to run and he seemed confident about his chances for re-election. Now, he was very popular. <clears throat> not only was he um, charming obviously with the ladies, but he was a good speaker. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I had a teacher. Yeah, right. Yes, I was. <laughs> How's the lobster down by the haba? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't try. Well, I kind of tried. I, I, I pussyfooted into that. I will. You try. didn't commit. I, I will later. Okay. All right. So anyway, <laughs> he was going to run. Um, at the end of September, the president traveled West speaking in nine different States in less than a week. The trip was meant to put a spotlight on natural resources and conservation efforts, but JFK also used it to sound out themes such as education, national security, and world peace for his run in 1964. Now, there are a couple of reasons why I personally think JFK was a good president. Um, I really don't care what the president's dick does on his downtime. The president (laughs) can can do what he wants, but when it as long as he's not like 
Franklin cover-upping mm-hmm. on his off time. Right. right. Like, if he just wants a beach, big deal. <laughs> so does everybody. Even women. They all want head. So, when you get, you know, down to brass tacks, overall, the guy, you know, I mean... the Blowjobs ba- are great. They are. Bay of Pigs was a fucking mess, but when it comes to this guy, he was... They, he, I mean... That's part of the the grinding of the gears from the right. They thought he was too soft. They wanted to have a fucking all out war with Cuba or with the Russians. War makes money. Exactly. Yep. And that's the thing. That's what, you know, historically, these two sides that we have that shit on shit the bed pretty regularly, um, that's what they try to instill in their presidents because those guys are the focal point who can figure things out. So when it came to when it came to um the pressures from the right at the time they they really wanted him to basically just like go all out for Cuba and he wouldn't do it and I I I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The guy wanted peace. He and he meant it. I think he meant it. I think he just wanted no, I wanted a piece of ass. And that's fine too, <laughs> Mr. President. So anyway, he was campaigning. He went to campaign in Texas, and obviously he would have ran for another term in 64. So um, after that, a month later, the president addressed Democratic gatherings in Boston and Philadelphia. Then on November 12, he held the first important political planning session for the upcoming election year. At the meeting, JFK stressed the importance of winning Florida and Texas and talked about his plans to visit both states in the next two weeks. Mrs. Kennedy would accompany him on the swing through Texas, which would be her first extended public appearance since the loss of their baby, Patrick, in August. That I sucks. didn't know about that. Yeah, the more you know. On November 21st, <laughs> the president wow, isolate and, that. and first lady departed on Air Force One for the, for the two-day five-city tour of Texas. President Kenny was... Kennedy. Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> president they Kenny. killed Kenny. <laughs> President Kennedy was aware that a feud among party leaders in Texas could jeopardize his chances of carrying the state in 64, and one of his aims for the trip was to bring Democrats together. Now, he also knew that a relatively small but vocal group of extremists were contributing to the political tensions in Texas and would likely make its presence felt particularly in Dallas, where U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Adelaide Stevenson... Adley. Adley. Stevenson had been physically attacked a month earlier. That sucks. After making a speech there. Nonetheless, JFK seemed to relish the prospect of leaving Washington, getting out among the people and into the political fray. Now, the first stop was San Antonio. Um, do you guys know anything about Lyndon B. Johnson? His, his VP? Yeah, I know a little bit. No, he became the president when uh, the other president <laughs> he, died. <laughs> he had a very specific way he wanted his pants made. I know that. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a he. He always asked for a couple extra inches for the, so his. What do you say? So his nuts could hang. Really? Yeah, there's tape of him saying it. <laughs> I might be able. To... Now another thing: the crotch down where your nuts hang is always a little too tight. So when you make them up, give me a inch that I can let out there. Uh, because they cut me. It's just like riding a, a wire fence. These are almost, these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. But, uh... uh Lyndon B. Big Johnson. Yeah, I Big guess. Johnson. <laughs> Lyndon Big Johnson. <laughs> 
He did have a mistress too. Actually, there was uh, some. They all have mistresses. I swear. Oh yeah. I'm telling you, man. It's part of the job. We don't. We need to pick up our A game, Larry. Excuse me. Mm, you're not coffee. supposed to talk about. <laughs> not supposed to talk that about that with your wife. Really? Yeah. You guys start swapping mistress stories. You got to work on your pregame. You're not even up to A game yet. Jeez. Yeah, I'm still C minus player. That's okay. So anyway, um, in San Antonio, Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson, Governor John B. Conley, and Senator Ralph W. Yarborough led the welcoming party. They accompanied the president to Brooks Air Force Base for the dedication of the Aerospace Medical Health Center. Continuing on to Houston, he addressed a Latin American citizens organization. So he was diverse. The <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's Spoke at a testimonial dinner for Congressman Albert Thomas before ending the day in Fort Worth. Now, in Fort Worth, there was a light rain that was falling on Monday morning, November 22nd, but a crowd of several thousand stood in the parking lot outside the Texas Hotel where the Kennedys had spent the night. A platform was set up, and the president, wearing no protection against the weather, came out to make some brief remarks. Quote, there are no faint hearts in Fort Worth, he began. And I... What? Era. Era. <laughs> there, are there, no. are no, there are no faint hearts in Fort Worth. <laughs> there you go. And I appreciate your being here. That's oh, oh, really? <laughs> good day, Era, good day, mate. <laughs> my era, chop. throw another shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> my chips are my chops are being busted. And I appreciate your being here this morning. Miss Kennedy is organizing herself. It takes a bit longer. She's putting her pants back on. Whoa! <laughs> She's cleaning up her Jeez. undies. She's putting her titties in uh, the <laughs> we are boulder holders. Sullying this poor man's legacy. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, she's got her buns on some ice because uh, Mister Kennedy Whoa. works late hours. At, Era, uh, I am an ass man. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie had a big O. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> And then he said, it takes her a little bit longer, but of course she looks better than we do. And when she does it. So he went on to talk about the nation's need for being second to none in defense and in space for continued growth in the economy and the willingness of citizens of the United States to assume the burdens of leadership. The warmth of the audience's response was palpable as the president reached out to shake hands amidst a sea of smiling faces. Back inside the hotel, the president spoke at a breakfast of the Fort Worth Chamber of Commerce, focusing on military preparedness. Quote, we are still the keystone in the arch of freedom, he said. We will continue to do our duty and the people of Texas will be in the lead. All right, so we get down to brass tacks. This is just all that building up to this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now... And in Dallas, the presidential party left the hotel and went by motorcade to Carswell Air Force Base for the 13-minute flight to Dallas. Arriving at Love Field, President and Miss Kennedy disembarked and immediately walked toward a fence where a crowd of well-wishers had gathered. And there's a picture of... I've seen the video of that, yeah. yep. And they spent several minutes shaking hands. The First Lady received a bouquet of red roses, which she b brought with her to the waiting limousine. Governor John Conley and his wife, Nellie were already seated in the open convertible as the Kennedys entered and sat behind them. Since it was no longer raining, the plastic bubble top had been left off. Vice, that sucks. <laughs> Vice President and Miss Johnson, a cup you need... When they put it on, you have to burp it like it's Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Ugh. 
cleaning me out there, Larry. The, the procession left the airport and traveled along a 10-mile route Wow, that wound through downtown Dallas on the way to the trademark where the president was scheduled to speak. Now, the assassination. Crowds of excited people lined the streets and waved to the Kennedys. The car turned off Main Street at Dealey Plaza around 12.30 p.m. As it was passing the Texas School Book Depository, gunfire suddenly reverberated in the plaza. Bullets struck the president's neck and head, and he slumped over toward Miss Kennedy. He dabbed. <laughs> he the dabbed gov- over towards Miss Kennedy. <laughs> she dabbed too, but it was with yeah. the man, with the uh, <laughs> uh, the governor Anky. John the governor John B. Conley was also struck struck um, in this. The car sped off to Parkland <laughs> Memorial Hospital just a few minutes away, but little could be done for the president. A Catholic priest was summoned to administer Literally. the last rites, and at 1 p.m., John F. Kennedy was pronounced dead. Wow, that was fast. Though seriously wounded, Governor Conley would recover. The president's body was brought to Love Field and placed on Air Force One before the plane took off. A grim-faced Lyndon B. Johnson stood in the tight, crowded compartment and took the oath of office on that plane. Well, that must have been fun. Administered by U.S. District Court Judge Sarah Hughes, the brief ceremony took place at 2.38 p.m. Less than an hour earlier, police had arrested Lee Harvey Oswald, a recent hired employee of the Texas School Book Depository, which was on the drive and where the shots shots supposedly came from and where the three rounds that he fired came from. That was four. You added. (laughs) That's okay, though. That that one's from the grassy (laughs) knoll. That was the one he shot in the air just for fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, boy. So, he was actually immediately held for the assassination of Pre- President Kennedy and the fatal shooting. Uh, by the way, he actually killed a sheriff 45 minutes after he hmm. shot those three after. rounds. Okay. Yeah. It was right oh, yeah, after. It's yeah. It's really weird because he went to go see a movie or something right yeah. afterwards, too. Yeah. He was trying to be, uh, trying John, to blend in. He's trying to be like John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. We do. We should. I don't think there's a conspiracy there. It'd be fun to talk about, though. Oh, there is. Whether is there? Not, whether or not Kennedy or uh, Lincoln was gay. The gay conspiracy of <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. It'll be almost. Abraham Lincoln. We'll save that for <laughs> be our most fabulous episode. That'll be a Valentine's Day episode <laughs> for our gay listeners. What's up? Um. All right. So. On Sunday morning, November 24th, Oswald was scheduled to be transferred from police headquarters to the county jail. Viewers across America watching the live television coverage suddenly saw a man aim a pistol and fire at point-blank range. The assailant was identified as Jack Ruby, a local nightclub owner. Mm-hmm. Oswald died two hours later at Parkland Hospital. Got shot in like one of the worst places you get shot. And it's on video. And you know what's crazy? Right and I, they mentioned this in a video I watched, but the cameraman stays on it. He does kind of jerk up a little bit, but for the most part, you can actually really see better that he jerked up than jerked off. Right. I agree. That'd be bad timing. Mm-hmm. Well, at least like, oh, somebody got shot. I just love the thought it's of my, being somewhere when violence is happening uh, and master. That's my kink. <laughs> Ooh, extra hole. Oh Lord! All right, so the the funeral of the president. Well, let's we'll, we'll go over this a little bit. Um, the same day that that happened, President Kennedy's flag. The same day that the shooting of Oswald happened, President Kennedy's flag draped casket was moved from White House to the Capitol on a. Ooh boy, a caisson. 
C A I S S O N. Sure, we'll go with that. Caisson. Caisson. Croissant. It was on a buttery croissant drawn by six gray horses, accompanied by one riderless black horse. At Miss Kennedy's request, the cortege and other ceremonial details were modeled on the funeral of Abraham Lincoln. The plot thickens. It all Isn't, links in. There's something I can't remember what it is, but like Lincoln's was it Lincoln's Secretary of State was last name was Kennedy, and Kennedy's Secretary of State was in the last name was Lincoln. I'll have Google look that up for us. Crowds lined His Pennsylvania. Name is Josh. Yeah, I should say. <laughs> Crowds lined Pennsylvania Avenue, and Got many it. many wept Am openly right? as the caisson, ki- the croissant, passed. During the 21 hours that the president's body lay in state in the Capitol Rotunda, about 250,000 people filled to pay their respects. Oh, there's a huge list of uh, coincidences between Lincoln and... Yeah, I know, but that was one of them. Let's go through them. This is fascinating. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Lincoln was elected to Congress in 1846. Kennedy was elected in 1946. To Congress. Okay. Okay. Lincoln was elected president in 1860. JFK is in 1960. The name Lincoln and Kennedy each contains seven letters. Okay. Both were on. particularly concerned with civil rights, as you should be. Both wives lost their children while living in the White House. Well, that's true, because of Patrick. Mm-hmm. Both presidents were shot on a Friday. Both were shot in the head. Everybody's working for, for the weekend. weekend. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Lincoln secretary. Guess, guess what? Jackie O, no TGIF. (laughs) (laughs) Lincoln Secretary Kennedy warned him not to go to the theater. Kennedy Secretary Lincoln warned him not to go to Dallas. Mm. Mm. Both were assassinated by Southerners. Mm. Both were succeeded by Southerners. Mm -hmm. Both successors were named Johnson. Oh, shit. Andrew Johnson, who succeeded Lincoln, was born in... 1808. Lyndon Johnson was who succeeded Kennedy. 1908. John Wilkes Booth was born in 1839. Lee Harvey Oswald. Take a guess. 1939. 1939. Both assassins were known by their three names. Both names are compromised of 15 letters. Booth ran from the theater and was caught in a warehouse. Oswald ran from a warehouse and was caught in a theater. Both Booth and Oswald were assassinated before their trials. Fuck. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that was creepy, folks. That was a that was a little add-on for this episode, and I appreciate it. Um. Okay. So, whew, on uh, Monday, November twenty fifth, nineteen sixty three, President Kennedy was laid to rest in Arlington National Cemetery. The funeral was attended by heads of state and representatives from more than 100 countries, with untold millions more watching on television. You know who was probably there as well? Who's that? I mean, Arlington, Texas, you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably the most patriotic American from Texas, Hank Hill. Okay. Oh, I tell you, you what, just added, Bobby. I was at the I was at the funeral of America's greatest president ever. He wouldn't have liked him. No, it wouldn't have been a lot. Wait, let me think. Because he was forty-one on the show, it would have been a sperm. Uh, my my okay. To put it in perspective, my mom is 
55. Ooh, and she was say. born in 62. <laughs> anyway, all right, let me finish this up and then we'll take a break. Um, as people throughout the nation and the world struggled to make sense of a senseless act and to articulate their feelings about President Kennedy's life and legacy, many recalled these words from his inaugural address. Quote, all this will not be finished in the first 100 days, nor in the first 1,000 days, nor in the life of this administration, nor even perhaps in our lifetime on this planet. But could have just us, covered it with the 1,000 year part. <laughs> but let us begin. Let's be dramatic about it. Guys, that was pretty. <sighs> pretty long and boring. <laughs> you, you were alive then, and you still want to talk shit about it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Leary. So, okay, so on November 29, 1963, President Lyndon B. Johnson, Big Balls, appointed Big the Balls President's Johnson. Commission on the Assassination of I'm President Kennedy. Johnson. It came to be known as the Warren Commission after its chairman, Earl Earl, Earl, Earl Warren, Chief Justice of the United States. Oh, not Warrant. <laughs> I thought it was the Warrant Commission. I thought they commissioned <laughs> that band. Yeah, no. Never mind. Sorry. Sorry. President Johnson... D- directed the commission to evaluate man- matters relating to the assassination and the subsequent killing of the alleged assassin and to report its findings and conclusions to him. Now, the House Select Committee on Assassinations. The U.S. House of Representatives established the House Select Committee on Assassinations in 1976 <laughs> to reopen the investigation of the assassination in light of allegations that previous inquiries had not received the full cooperation of the feds. Now, the committee, which also investigated the death of Martin Luther King Jr., issued its report on March 29, 1979. Through the President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act of 1992, the U.S. Congress ordered that all assassination-related material be housed together under supervision of the National Archives of Records Administration. Records Administration. Part of the reason that we wanted to do this episode is because there's been a lot of recent news um, dealing with the JFK assassination. Some uh, tons of papers were released, some quite a big chunk withheld for six months because Trump kind of gave the uh, feds the lead. Hey, buddy, the leeway (laughs) to comb through and make sure because if it's of national security, they can't technically Mm -hmm. release it now. The time frame is technically up. These have to become public records. That's why historians and everybody else and their grandma... Has it been six months? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm confused. The the amount of times that those things could stay concealed before they become public record. Just like how things become um, public... Domain. Public domain. Um, These things with these records become public public record, public Mm -hmm. domain... And that time had elapsed. Oh, really? So uh, the only way they can stop that sort of stuff is if it's under national security. Now, that usually means that when we do finally get these records, there's going to be a lot of black action, redaction, redaction. But there was a lot of stuff in the released files that we saw. And we're going to cover that pretty solely in episode two. Cool. But I'll give you a little idea. Before we take a break, supposedly, according to one of those files, Hitler survived, and then he moved to Argentina. God take damn. a break, and we'll see you on the <laughs> other side. Hey, Internet friends. October 26, 2017 was supposed to be a day of closure. 
After President Donald Trump promised to release the remaining files about the 1963 assassination of President John F. Kennedy, after decades of being dismissively labeled conspiracy theorists, those who still had lingering questions about their president's mysterious assassination waited around all day yesterday for these files to be published on the National Archives. Only for the CIA, as well as the FBI, to delay until the last lingering moments of the deadline ultimately yielding in a partial release of these files. With President Trump approving of the withholding of the remaining documents for a 180-day period, citing national security and other concerns. But if the official narrative of JFK's assassination is that it was executed by one lone gunman, Lee Harvey Oswald, then what is the national security concern over the release of these files? Oswald is dead, rendering him unable to be a threat to national security. That is, unless, we haven't been told the full story, and the real assassins who benefited from JFK's death are still out there. And furthermore, I pose this question to all of you who question JFK's assassination. Clearly, you believe that the American government is lying or omitting details. So why would you trust the government to disclose the truth in these files when the government constantly lied? We did it like that and now we do it like this. We did it like that and now we do it like this. <laughs> yeah. Now plot kids who got the cocaine. Don't tell me it's the little kids on soul train. The metaphor sent from my brain to my jaw. It comes from other places, not the tinted faces. Journalistic values are yellow and then of course falters. You watch Channel Zero with that bitch Mama Lotus. She have you believe black invented crack when President Lyndon had the And we are back in our second segment. Feeling fine, feeling frisky. We're going to get in some info. Smelling funky. Oh, I smell funky. But funky? I also- you smell funky? <laughs> Single dad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, mm. Josh, try not to smell too funky, though, okay? <sighs> I put deodorant on today, so no, I'm, okay. talking, I'm, I'm talking about your third eye. I don't need that thing breathing anymore. My pee hole? His brown, brown eye. Ooh. Did you refer to your pee hole as your third hole? Or your third eye? Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. I guess I mean, it is. I, yeah. One eye I mean, trousers. Yeah. One. Yeah. Okay. I know what I'm talking about. Okay. 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 <laughs> Calm down. Kid. I wouldn't want to see out of my butthole. It'd be yeah. dark and full of tears. <laughs> yeah. And, True. Mm-hmm. I, like okay. poop. Okay. Ugh, okay, Lee Harvey Can't Oswald. See shit. Let's, <laughs> well, that's a problem. You see all sorts of shit. Let's talk about Lee Harvey Oswald. Now, this yeah. is the guy that the Warren Commission ruled was the lone gunman in this entire assassination. Um, a little bit about him. He was born October 18th, 1939. Was an American former Marine and Marxist who assassinated hmm. the president, John F. Kennedy. As we said, on November 22nd, 1963, according to four federal government investigations and one municipal investigation, Oswald shot and killed Kennedy from a sniper's nest at the pres- as the president traveled by motorcade through Dealey Plaza in the city of Dallas, Texas. Now, I want to say a few things about this motorcade. Um, the Secret Service mm-hmm. was delegated to make a path that was safe. Do you guys know how many windows were completely open to the to the president? Like just 
on that particular street. It was a lot, wasn't 20, it? 20,000. <laughs> and they were told to inspect wow. all of them. How many do you think they inspected? Six. Zero. Wow. <laughs> I went over with six. Okay, so continuing on, Oswald was honorably discharged from the Marine Corps and dis- defected to the Soviet Union in October 1959. He lived in the Belu- Bel- Belarusian city of Minsk until June 1962, at Minsk. which time sounds he like returned... Sounds like an, an awful Swedish fish you'd eat. <laughs> Past the fit, Minsk. <laughs> Ugh, it tastes like black licorice. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> truth um, while Oswald was in Russia, he actually tried to defect from the USA and join the Soviets. Hmm. Interesting little tidbit. Yeah. Also, he was prone to a history of violence and actually chased a half-brother with a blade. Just half of his brother? Well, not. He cut him with the blade. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm guessing top half? Now, what kind of blade do you think it was? Do you think it was like an exacto knife? Was it a butter knife? Butter did take forever. <laughs> now, another another little factoid about Oswald is that he was a sharpshooter in the Marines, um, which I guess that's not a big deal because I technically was a sharpshooter in really? the Navy. But <laughs> the look on your face is like, I don't know how that happened. I don't happened. know how that happened. <laughs> Somebody set up the scope and I just pulled the trigger. So We should go to a gun range sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah, why not? Sure. Target practice. Whip, whip out awful. our dicks and just... Bing, bang, boom. Um, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and not go to that. Oh, not a porno theater. You meant a April shooting don't range. Don't whip out your dick. Sorry, I can't. It's not big enough. Why you got impeccable aim? They both enjoyed. <laughs> uh, so after um, he d- left Russia, he came back to the U.S. with his wife Marina, and eventually settled in Dallas, where oh. he worked at the, worked at that depository, that book depository. And what is um, a book depository? Uh, I guess it's where you deposit books. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming. Is it like a storage unit for books or something? Or like a library? Like a library? I mean, when, maybe it was like a janitor. But I you don't think know. they just call it a library if it was a library? Right. Oh, Josh is Googling Josh, it. Josh, good. I, I was in, very interested what the hell a book depository is. Texas School Book Depository. That See, was I, I, I got a paper cut because I, I thought it was a book suppository. Hold on. Ooh, ouch. The book depository known now as the Dallas County Administration Building is a seven-floor building facing Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas, U.S. The building is most notable as the vantage point for the shooting that happened. This doesn't really say what it is, yeah. though. All right, Josh, you're on it. Um, so continuing on with Oswald, uh, about 45 minutes after Oswald fatally shot Kennedy, he shot and killed Dallas police officer J.D. Tippett on a local street. Oswald then slipped into a movie theater where he was arrested for Tippett's murder. Oswald was later charged with the murder of Kennedy. He denied shooting anybody, saying that he was a patsy, which is kind of scary. Like, I was just set up. But what's up, Josh? It's a library. It's just books are stored there. So it's like the Texas word for library. Okay. Come up with a weird name for something <laughs> like a restaurant or a, a feces depository is a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. A car is a flesh cart is a flesh cart. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. What? What? Think about your cock and balls. It's a semen depository. Yep. That's <laughs> what do you call your Pop nuts in my mouth. <laughs> Oh, boy. It made the soundboard. Yay. It's always nice when Larry says that that's going to the soundboard. (laughs) 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 Is that me on the phone laughing? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to put that to the Woody Woodpecker theme. Oh, God. 
<laughs> did you did you hear what I did to you on the on the second? Uh, oh yeah, best stuff. Okay, I loved it. <laughs> I almost texted you, but I was I was worried that if I texted you, you'd think I w- don't listen to those things and be like, I don't know. I was yes, I loved it. Thank <laughs> you. Anyway, so he admits to to the police without any like push that he's a patsy, which is to me that's a, that's my first red flag I, in this conspiracy. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? If he wants to be transgendered, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Name's Patsy Oswald. <laughs> anyway, um, so two days later, o- Oswald was in the process of being transferred from the city jail when he was shot by Jack Ruby. Now, in September of 64, the Warren Commission released its findings and concluded that Oswald acted alone in assassinating Kennedy by firing three, one, two, three, Shots from the Texas School Book Depository. Library. Library. Yeah, we're just going to start doing that. This conclusion was supported by previous investigations carried out by the FBI, Secret Service, and the Dallas Police Department, despite forensic, ballistic, and eyewitness evidence supporting the lone gunman theory. Um, We're going to get into Jack Ruby, but you guys have heard the magic bullet theory, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The whole, the, whole, the whole thing behind yep. that. That first bullet basically passes through Kennedy's neck. Goes into the governor's back, down out through his nipple, mm-hmm. through his oh! wrist, through his wrist, mm-hmm. his whacking wrist, by the way, in his left Ooh. left thigh, perfectly intact. Mm. Strange, strange. Now, another red flag for me is the fact that when you watch the Zapruder film, it looks like when he gets hit in the head. Mm-hmm. His whole front of his head explodes, mm-hmm. which and he goes back and to the left. I know it's but entrance and exit wounds are totally different. True, mm-hmm. it would be small coming into the back. Wait, yeah, hitting him in the yep. back of the head, and it would be large when it comes out the front. And it looks large, very it large. Looks, it looks mm-hmm. like his brain is flying out. It's pretty gross. Uh, that's the one moment in that that. Really, you feel for Jackie, too. It's cringy. It's super cringy. Like, you feel your butthole get a little bit tighter watching that. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Tighten up below. Okay, so let's get into Jack Ruby a bit. Now, um, Jack Ruby, the the one that actually shot Oswald outside of the Dallas Mm -hmm. Police Department, he was a... um, It was born March 25th, 1911, and was the Dallas nightclub... Texas nightclub owner who shot Leah Harvey Oswald. What was the name 24th. of the nightclub? Uh, was it a nightclub or a strip club? It was a nightclub, wasn't it? It was a nightclub. Um, I can find the name here in a yeah, second. If it was a strip club, I'd actually be interested. Those are always <laughs> well, like the funniest names. Yep. Now, he um, grew up in Chicago and is the son of a Rubenstein, so that sounds like he's a bit of a Jewman. Uh, Jewish? I think, I, yeah, I think Jewish is the proper term. I'm sorry. I don't think Jewman is... I apologize. I don't. I don't know what you know. I. I it's a, do we have any Jewish listeners? Uh, yeah. Okay. My sister in law. Hi, sis. Thankfully, my brother's not here. He might have taken <laughs> a little offense to that. I. I. Apologize. I know you. Did. It's intent, and you did not. You were trying to be. I don't know what the fuck you were doing. I don't either. <laughs> Whoever knows. So anyway, it's, um, it's Ryan. That's right. His nickname was Sparky. Sparky. <laughs> yep. Wow. Uh, Come here, boy. Come here, Sparky. <laughs> he acquired the nickname because he resembled a slow-moving horse named Sparky Plug or Sparky in the contemporary comic strip Barney Google. Hey, dude, you look like a horse. Thanks. <laughs> 
Wow. Um, other sick, accounts, I blow my nose. <laughs> other accounts say he had a quick temper, much like uh, Lee Harvey mm-hmm. Oswald. Um, Nightclub owners tend to. In either event, Grant stated, um, the man that stated that he had that temper didn't like the nickname Sparky and was quick to fight anyone who called him that. In the 1940s, Ruby frequented racetracks in Illinois and California. He was drafted in 40. 40- <laughs> That's not helping the whole horse thing. No, it's not. Hey, uh, Sparky, is that uh, is that your winning horse up there? <laughs> Why, I oughta. <laughs> Get over here. Mm. Get over here. He had an honorable record and was promoted after his time in the Air Force hmm. in World War II, working as an air craft mechanic. Um, he was promoted to private first class, which is good. Upon discharge in February of uh, 1946, Ruby returned to Chicago. In 47, though, he moved to Dallas, where he and his brothers soon afterwards shortened their surnames from Rubenstein to Ruby. This, the stated reason for this was the name was that the name Rubenstein was too long, and he was well known as Jack Ruby. Ruby later went on to manage various nightclubs and strip clubs and dance halls. He developed close ties to many Dallas police officers who frequented his nightclubs where he provided them with free liquor, prostitutes, and other favors. Well, then. I... He'd be my friend. I want to point out that his nightclubs were indeed strip clubs. Where are the hookers at? Indeed. In 59, Ruby went to Cuba, ostensibly to visit a friend, influential Dallas gambler Louis McWillie, an associate of mafia boss. Mick Willie? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the most... I am not too proud to laugh at that. Like... My name is Louis McWillie. <laughs> and I like to play with my Willie. That's all I can think of. <laughs> and we'll isolate that. An associate of... Oh, McWillie was an associate of mafia boss Santo so Traficante up. Jr. Oh, so there were I've mafia ties there. Santo, yeah, I've heard that yeah. name before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Santo. I can pull him up. I can pull. I can give you a little info on Santo. So he was one of the last of the old time mafia bosses in the U.S. He allegedly controlled organized criminal operations in Florida and Cuba, which had previously been consolidated from several rival gangs by his father, Santo Traficante Senior, reported reputedly the most powerful mafiosa in Batista era Cuba. He never served a prison sentence in the U.S. So Hmm. there's a bit of a mafia tie there, guys. Just kind of like, uh, I mean, it's something. And that's you know? back when the mafia meant something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. Ruby may have met directly with Traficante on those visits, according to the testimony of British journalist John Wilson Hudson, who was in prison in Cuba at the time. Traficante operated major casinos in Cuba and was briefly imprisoned by Fidel Castro. Uh, Ruby was never married, nor did he have any children. Now, here's some of the legal activities that were reported. There was evidence indicating Jack Ruby had been involved in the underworld activities of illegal gambling, narcotics, and prostitution. A a 1956 FBI report stated that the informant Eileen Curry reported that in January of the year, she moved to Dallas with her boyfriend, James Breen, after jumping bond on narcotics charges. Breen told her that he had made connections with large narcotics setups operating between Texas, Mexico, and the East, and that in some fashion, James got the okay to operate through Jack Ruby of Dallas. Hmm. Former Dallas County Sheriff Steve Guthrie told the FBI that he believed Ruby operated some prostitution activities and other vices in his club. Uh, Dallas disc jockey Kenneth Dow testified that Ruby was known around the station for procuring women for different people who came to town. So he's kind of like a supplier. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like the guy, and he shot Lee Harvey Oswald. Now, 
my first gut instinct is it, he killed that sheriff, and I'm wondering if maybe because he had become so ingratiated with the cops that maybe he it was like a revenge thing. Because after um, the assassination of Kennedy, um, according to the Ruby, the Warren Commission, Ruby was in the second floor advertising offices of the Dallas Morning News, five blocks away from the Texas School Book Depository, placing weekly advertisements for his nightclubs when he learned of the assassination. Ruby then made phone calls to his assistant at the Carousel Club. So that sounds like his club was named the Carousel Club. The ca- mm-hmm. See, those it, strip, like those strip clubs, man. And to his sister, uh, he called. Uh, the commission stated that an employee of the Dallas Morning News estimated the fact that Ruby left the newspaper offices immediately, but indicated that other testimony suggested he may have left earlier than that. Now, in the Warren Commission, Ruby arrived back at the Carousel Club shortly before 1.45 p.m. to notify employees that the club would be closed. So right after he found out, he left immediately, and then he shut his club down. Ruby was seen in the halls of the Dallas Police Headquarters on several occasions after Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested on November 22, 1963. Now, there's newsreel footage from WFAA-TV Dallas and NBC shows that Ruby impersonated a newspaper reporter during a press conference at Dallas Police Headquarters on the night of Kennedy's death. District Attorney Henry Wade briefed reporters at the press conference, telling them that Lee Oswald was a member of the Anti-Castro Free Cuba Committee. Ruby was one of the several people there who spoke up to correct Wade, saying, Henry, that's the fair play for Cuba Committee, a pro-Castro organization. Ruby told the FBI a month after his arrest for killing Oswald that he had his loaded, snub-nosed Colt Cobra thirty-eight revolver in his right pocket during the press conference. So this guy, there's something going on here. Mm-hmm. You don't impersonate uh, the press. You don't shut down your business. After something like this happens, I just, something is fishy mm-hmm. to me. There's, I mean, I just don't, I don't think a, a, a big, somebody who I think in essence is a big wig tied big into the underbelly of the society that is, is there. Yeah, comes a short out of temper the, though. Yeah. But is that enough for you to just say, fuck this, I'm going to kill this guy. And then. Well, I don't know. Closing his nightclub, I, I, that, I, I, I don't know. I don't think that's a big deal because the president was just killed. Yeah, but it's a strip club. Still, who's going to want to go? Well, I don't know. Maybe someone. Lots of people here. But. Dry your eyes with the titty bar. Yep. So do you think this man served any jail time for this? Uh, I would imagine he did. He did not. What the fuck? I know. That's why I'm... That is fucked. That's why I'm saying this is where this gets conspiratorial because... Okay, so after his arrest, Ruby asked Dallas attorney Tom Howard to represent him. Howard accepted and asked Ruby if he could think of anything that might damage his defense. Ruby responded that there would be a problem if a man by the name of Davis should come up. Hmm. <clears throat> Ruby told his attorney that he had been involved with Davis, who was a gunrunner entangled in anti-Castro efforts. Later, Ruby replaced attorney Tom Howard with prominent San Francisco defense attorney Melvin Belly. Melvin Bell Belly. Okay, fine, whatever. Who agreed to represent Ruby pro bono? Which pro- that's not that's not uncommon in a big case. No, I'm pro boner. <laughs> Do you guys know what pro bono means? Basically, free, free, For free. yeah. On March 14th, 1964, Ruby was convicted of murder. Wait, I'm sorry. I might have to take what back what I, I said. That, I thought pro bono meant you liked um, you too. 
That could be. Or Sonny. Bono. Mm-hmm. Not trees. Ruby Not was trees. convicted of murder Horsky. with malice and was Sonny Bono's natural uh uh, what's what's not enemy natural uh, predator trees? Been funnier if I'd gotten the predator part. <laughs> hey, take what you can get. So Ruby's conviction, though that I that I stated, was overturned by the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals on the grounds that an oral confession of premeditation made with, while in police custody should have been ruled inadmissible because it was violative of a Texas criminal statute. The court also ruled that the venue should not should have been changed to a Texas county other than the one in which the high-profile crime had been committed. Ruby died technically unconvicted. So I stand by what I said. Died of cancer, right? Because his original conviction was overturned and his retrial was pending at the time of his death. Um, yeah. Because eventually right? the appellate court agreed with Ruby's law- lawyers that he should be granted a new trial. On October 5th, 1966, the court ruled that his motion for a change of venue before the original trial court should have been granted. Ruby's conviction and death sentence were overturned. Arrangements were underway for a new trial to be held in February of 67 in Wichita Falls, Texas. When on November, or sorry, December 9th, 66, Ruby was admitted to Parkland Hospital in Dallas suffering from pneumonia. A day later, doctors realized he had cancer in his liver, lungs, and brain. Jesus. Three weeks later, Everywhere. he died. Well, so, then. one more thing before we jump into pop culture. Let's go through... Now... Like I said, the next episode is going to be solely about 2017 revelations based on paperwork, and we're going to get we're going to get to some boobies, Mr. President. We're going to get with the mistresses. Sorry, is that sexist? Penis, penis, penis. Penis. There's another one for the board. There's another one. Isolate that one. (laughs) All right. So these are the ten. Okay, according to the Independent UK, both enjoyed the penis together. These are the ten weirdest JFK assassination conspiracy theories. So. Let's start from the beginning here. The driver did it. What? Yes. In his book, Behold a Pale Horse from 1991, William Cooper claims that Kennedy was actually shot by his limousine driver. Cooper's theory appears to be most almost entirely predicted on the fact that driver, Secret Service agent William Greer, is shown turning to his right and looking backwards. Because he probably heard a gunshot. Yeah. I'm with you guys here, okay? I didn't write these stories. No, I, I know we're taking it out on you. We're killing the messenger. There is, of course, no evidence at all that Greer was the shooter, though he was criticized by many after the assassination for his actions that day and not immediately accelerating away from the scene. Kennedy was accidentally shot by a Secret Service agent. Not the driver. Mm-hmm. In his 1992 book, Mortal Error, The Shot That Killed JFK, Boner, Menninger... <laughs> <laughs> suggests that Kennedy was actually killed by a fatal shot fired accidentally by a Secret Service agent, George Hickey. <laughs> These you got a boner and a hickey. And a boner and a hickey. And a McWilly. <laughs> and was Big Balls Johnson. <laughs> Big Balls. This is just... Lyndon Big Balls Johnson here. <laughs> Somebody fill my cup up. <laughs> I have sarsaparilla. The theory suggests that Hickey accidentally fired an AR-15 assault rifle when the vehicle suddenly stopped. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine that? He's like sitting next to his buddy. He's like, check this out. I'm like, oh, I just killed the president. <laughs> oh, that's bad. This is my first day on the job. I really fucked up. So sorry. So sorry. He's got he's got the veteran next to him. He's like, here, you take this. Name's oh, Hick- that's a write-up. 
Oh, great. Three hours of paperwork. Here we come. Oh, we're still under my 90-day review. <laughs> he just shot his partner on accident. Good Lord. All right. Oh, again. <laughs> Is that bad? I think I just killed the... Oh, God. Oh, that's how I lost my last job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, this one, I actually, I like this one. Now, this is the Umbrella Man theory. And I heard about this, uh, one of the videos I, I, I saw online. It's pretty interesting. Now, according to the Umbrella Man theory, this man was identified as Louis Stephen Witt. He serves an example to conspiracy theorists about the often benign reasons weird things happen at significant historical events. Now, I didn't know this before this, but supposedly it's it's a... It's a way for people to show, um, like, uh, revolt against, like, at a, a parade or, like, a speaking event to, to open up umbrella, hmm. supposedly. In fact, Nixon actually said that um, they couldn't bring umbrellas to his, like, speaking engagements because it was such a, like, a phobia Mm. Oddly enough, that's just how I show revolt against the rain. <laughs> yep, right. I know. Fuck you, rain. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. Now, uh, Wit was captured on the Zapruder film. You can actually see, and I have a picture, and we will post a lot of images for this because yes. I'm, I'm. There's a lot of stuff for people to check out with this one. Mm-hmm. Naturally, um, if we post the video, that it. It's pretty graphic. Pretty sure everybody's seen yeah. that one by yeah. now. Maybe we'll, well do that one on I've Twitter. seen it before, but this one, I, I found Never it on YouTube. It. it was in color and... Thanks, TBS, colorizing the yeah, it's, black and white movies for oh, us. Oh, it's horrible. Like, I'd never the seen it. Wizard of it. Oz. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, God, I shot the president. I still keep picturing that guy. <laughs> oh, my God, I just... I hope I winged was him. Was that bad? Was that bad? It looks bad. We put a band-aid Oh, on. she's trying to jam the brain back in. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just picture him like, look at me, I'm John Wayne. Ooh, I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. I'm just gonna spin my president. gun around. You spin. Oh God, no! God, no! <laughs> Mr. Kennedy, no! All right, so let me get into this guy a little more. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, one for the soundboard. No, let me uh, get into this guy a little bit. Several other pieces of footage show this man standing by the St- Stemmons Freeway sign within Dealey Plaza. What is unusual about Wit is that he's holding a large black umbrella on a completely dry day. As I said, mm-hmm. it was not raining. Mm-hmm. Um, some suggested this was a signal to shooters, but it was later revealed he was holding the umbrella as a protest against Kennedy's father's support for Nazi-appeasing British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain, who was often seen with a trademark black umbrella, which is the same one that this man had. Mm-hmm. Some even suggested the umbrella man was the actual assassin and used, a mod- used it as a modified umbrella to fire it. Like we're talking right. like 007 style. Like mm, shoots right. a, a umbrella gun, umbrella gun, which I can imagine the rounds are going to be small as shit. So that's the silly. rainmaker. <laughs> <laughs> also, by the way, he was actually brought in to testify about this later mm-hmm. to court. Mm-hmm. And he brought in an umbrella and was like, mm, see, this is my dumb black umbrella. Oh, sorry, judge. <laughs> That's my first time in a court. I got nervous. I squeezed the wrong button. I forgot the safety. Oh, the bailiff. Am I, go- Am I going to jail? Fuck. Oh, God. Uh, I love this show. All right, so 
The Freemasons did it. Lyndon oh, B. Johnson man. was allegedly the Freemasons a member. catch so much shit. They do. <laughs> they do. Um, Freemason ain't free. No, it's not. Lyndon B. Johnson was allegedly a member of the Freemasons, as was Warren Commission appointee Gerald R. Ford. Hey, hey. do we know him? He is from our area. He is. He was a Grand Rapids native. Indeed. And he died. Already. And a good football player. University yeah. of Michigan. Hmm. Not a bad guy. Kind of stumbly. Um, actually, was pro gay rights back way back in the day. Wow. Yeah. Go to the uh, Ford. We have a Ford Museum down here. You'll learn that. I learned that. There. Huh. That's cool. Um, the anyway, more you know. He drove a Chevy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be hearing a lot of those in the future. Um, now, Gerald Ford, uh, <laughs> as I said, was a Freemason. This had led the suggestion that the secretive organization was involved in the killing. There is, of course, no evidence of that at all. Lyndon Johnson did it. Now, I don't think this is a weird theory, and I'm not going to go into my verdict, but I'm just saying, I'm just going to pull the Thunderbird to the side of the road, look back at the back seat to the kids and say, this whole... Oh, sorry, kids! <laughs> Fucking airbag went off. Oh god. That gimmick does not get old. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think there's only one way to go with this. Just keep pushing forward. Oh the- Jesus Christ, man. Now he had the most to gain from this, obviously. He had the biggest balls off <laughs> He did. He had some balls. Um because According to two books by Scottsdale attorney Craig Zerbel, only Johnson had the mo- only Johnson had the motive, the means, and the opportunity to mount a conspiracy against the president. The book suggests that Johnson's political and personal issues with Kennedy, along with a desire to be president before he got too old, prompted his involvement in the killing of the president. Now, the two of them were were acquaintances, but I wouldn't say they were friends, and we'll delve more into that in episode mm-hmm. two. Um, but there's definitely a lot of speculation with this one. And I'll leave it at that. So the next one, Joe DiMaggio did it. What? I'm telling you, some of these are great, great. Come on. Not right. Jolton Joe. An idea that first floated in DC Shh. Comics 100 Guess we got bullets. we're going to have to cover. Dude, crossover. Ephus, check it out. Come in February. What's the yep, date? Valentine's on? Day, actually. Valentine's. A sweet little smooch from mm-hmm. Larry and Marty. <laughs> Ooh, Ew. you oh, go that was fast. A not a <laughs> hey, it's tender. What were you expecting? <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, so anyway, the theory that baseball player Joe DiMaggio was behind the killing <laughs> because supposedly... of Marilyn Monroe. That's what I'm assuming. Because well, was there his... is a picture right here of Joe and Marilyn. So uh, the theory gained traction with conspiracy theorists who suggested that the talented sportsman wanted to kill Kennedy in revenge for his allegedly ordering the death of his former wife Marilyn Monroe. By the way. Future Death Spiracy episode, Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. There appears to be little or no evidence, though, to support this theory. Number seven, JFK was killed by the Federal Reserve Banks. In his book, Crossfire, Jim Mars pointed the finger at federal, the Federal Reserve. According to Mars, the motive was to stop Executive Order 111110, which was a measure designed to curtail the power of the reserve by replacing Federal Reserve notes with silver certificates. It's often suggested that Lyndon B. Johnson revoked the order when he came to power. This isn't, however, true. It remained on the books until President Ronald Reagan issued Executive Order 12608 on September 9, 1987. 
That's what I did. What are, what are they? The, the fucking oh. emperor from Star Wars? Execute order one, 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 one. Well, I'm one, sorry. Before one, Star one, Wars, one, they, zero. yeah. <laughs> Before Star Wars, things were gray in the Empire. Did I just hear the wall purr? <laughs> Did somebody rip something? All right, continuing on. <laughs> anyway, I heard that like with the headphones, on. Jesus! I thought it was a dog growling. I had my headphones on, so I assume you know how. You, this is my a bad habit, by the way. It happens at work. I have my headphones on, so I don't think anything. <laughs> that was a fart. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So I mean, I, work, I got my headphones on. I just assume since I can't hear it, no one else can hear I it. I said, "Is the wall purring?" <laughs> I thought it was the dog growling. <laughs> the look on our faces. There was immediate concern, and you're fucking. Was, Josh, Josh, Josh had this look on his face like something went. <laughs> oh, man. The farts don't stop even when we're not drinking. Oh lord. Anyway. The more you know, I guess. Jesus Christ, man. Alright, so the cooler... <laughs> JFK is killed. Let's have the giggliest episode we've ever had. <sighs> the Coca-Cola theory. <laughs> he drank a Pepsi! <laughs> oh. And who shot JFK? A guide to the major conspiracy theories from 93 by Bob Callahan and Mark Zingarelli. It is suggested that Oswald killed JFK because of a psychological problem caused by his addiction to refined sugar. The theory appears to be largely based on the fact that Oswald drank a sugary beverage immediately after the shooting. <sighs> I don't think that holds anything. No. <laughs> That's... Now this one's gross. Jackie Kennedy did it. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists often point to the Zapruder film, in particular frames 312 and 317, mm-hmm. which we looked at, which show a puff of smoke next to the left side of the president's head. That, I think that's a, f- a piece of his skull. Yeah. Um, oh, he shot my husband! <laughs> <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, honey! <laughs> Good lord. Um... God, I, cannot, I can't even see you. I got teary eyes. Uh, next to the left side of the, the president's head, theorists argue that as neither John nor Jackie Kennedy are smoking a cigarette, the smoke must have been caused by some explosive reaction. The suggestion is that Jackie... Bullet meat skull. That, I was about to say, that's, that's the mist of blood yeah. that you're seeing. The suggestion is that Jackie was part of a conspiracy that involved Texas Governor John Conley. There is, again, no Who evidence. Who got shot? Right. For this, <laughs> except a sketchy interpretation of the Zapruder film. And last but not least, JFK was killed because of his interest in aliens. In oh, his wow. book, A Celebration of Freedom, JFK and the New Frontier, author William Lester says the CIA documents released to him under the Freedom of Information Act reveal Kennedy demanded to be shown confidential documents about UFOs just 10 days before his assassination. Era, I want to be probed. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Era, I want to be inspected by these aliens. Era, it's not quite girthy enough. <laughs> no, no. You see, the next series is going to be that he shot himself. I, I was thinking that, too. You know what? I'll look into that before we do it. Yeah, let's make two. that. I haven't seen that <laughs> let's yet. Let's invent a conspiracy. Yeah. So anyway, alien researchers. Well, sorry, me. <laughs> Era, I can't see quite down this gun. Era, is this thing? <laughs> oh, Jack. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Era, it was loaded. 
<laughs> As he says, floating up to heaven. There I was. <laughs> Alien researchers have suggested that the documents add weight to the claim Kennedy was killed to stop him discovering the truth about UFOs. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Given the fact that we know about Eisenhower's deals with the Greys, we know about... You know, the, he came later. Maybe they told him about aliens. Maybe they didn't. I'm assuming he knew what he wanted to know, and he was just a, kind of a freewheeling dick. And uh, not a dick isn't bad, but just, you know, having his fun time. Are you baking brownies? Josh just... It's like the third <laughs> like one. He j- like, like, oh, Larry fart. I guess it's all for <laughs> yeah, fucking free for all much. now. <laughs> we, have to sit and re- we have to sit and record in this room. Okay, it's not it's not insanely well ventilated. No, why are you calling me out like that? Oh my you, god, you don't smarts? think I couldn't tell? I looked yeah. over at you. You look like a gremlin. I'll squunch down don't, a red face. I'll don't be grin on his face. <laughs> okay, well I guess you know now I'm a little thirsty. I'm a little parched. It's time to go to another segment. Something to do with a little bit of pop. It's time for the pop culture minute, with Josh. Sonic Sonic boom! boom. Yeah. <laughs> I love that little goat. Yeah, man. Cool. Fill us in. What? What do we? What do we know? Oh, Jesus Christ, man! There, there's so much. So I'm gonna just limit it to the things I think are interesting. Uh, okay. First and foremost, in 1996, there was a Doctor Who spinoff novel called Who Killed Kennedy? It features the Doctor's enemy, the Master, attempting to kill Oswald before the assassination as Kennedy's survival would trigger a chain reaction in history that could wipe the Doctor from existence, requiring journalist James Stevens to go back in time and kill Kennedy himself acting as both gunmen at different points in his life as Oswald's rifle had been had a misaligned targeting scope that prevented him delivering the fatal shot from the book depository on the first trip. Hmm. So I I, I love when Doctor Who does that. They they take a moment in history and that's very popular obviously and see I have a memory of that but I can't I think it was Qu- Quantum Leap. Oh, sorry. I just thought of. <laughs> hey, I just, popped, I just popped on your pop culture. Oops. Uh, no, but I just remember they had an episode about. That. Oh, dude, there's so much TV and uh, movie stuff. Uh, but before I move out of novels, I'm gonna go to the comic books mm. and the and the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Kennedy's true assassin is the Red Skull. Mm. The son of Captain America, Nick Fury, muses the assassination of Kennedy was the skull's way of showing that he would no longer take orders from America. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, good lord, there is there are so many movies. Yeah, just uh, touch on a few. I know we, we. I mentioned. I think we mentioned early JFK, Oliver Stone's movie, yep, nineteen ninety one, which really yeah. posits that. Lyndon B. Johnson was behind it, which is good. Yes, maybe, maybe not. No, it's not good, but it's it's a big theory. Now, there's there's different uh, movies from the different perspectives. In uh, 1992, there's a movie called Ruby. 
It is an exploration of certain conspiracy theories surrounding the JFK assassination from Jack Ruby's perspective. There's actually a a movie coming out, uh, or sorry, it came out in 2016 called Jackie, and yep. it's played from uh, Jacqueline Kennedy, is it? Uh, played by Natalie Portman. Mm. Oh. Natalie Portman. That's... <laughs> That's, Larry, that's my crush. Larry gets a, that's, gets a bone bone oh, for that one. Natalie Portman. Mm-mm-mm. That's okay. Bone, 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 bone. <laughs> Tell me Come on. You she shaved her head and she was like still smoking hot. Oh, I love that movie. V for Vendetta. Oh. You'd recommend from this guy, v Ryan. Never, never seen it. V for Vagina. Duh. Yeah, never seen it. Me neither. <laughs> of course. Something wrong with you. You just saw a picture I, of it and you're like, oh, gush. Gush. I was like, oh, it's, anon- it's anonymous. Great. <laughs> That's a good movie, though. So there's, of course, an X-Files episode called Musings of a Cigarette Smoking Man in 96. Places a young cigarette smoking man as the assassin shooting from a sewer drain located near the grassy knoll after setting up Oswald as his patsy. He also assassinates Martin Luther King while framing James Earl Ray in the episode. To light up. Oh my god! <laughs> you were clearing me out, sir. <laughs> All right. Oh my god! So, do we have anything else, or I'm well. I was going to say in the 2014 movie X Men: Days of Future Past. Yes, features some scenes set in 1973, which reveal that Magneto had been in prison beneath the Pentagon since 63 for his apparent role in the Kennedy assassination. Hmm. Magneto maintains his innocence by claiming he was trying to save Kennedy's life because he claims that Kennedy was a mutant, but his efforts were interrupted by the police who arrested him. Xavier held his assassination against Magneto for a while due to a similar incident involving the loss of his legs back in uh, X-Men First Class and even claimed that Logan or claimed to Logan that Eric always had a way with guns. Have Hmm. anybody else other than me seen Logan? Oh, good lord, yes. Oh, so good. Tissues for days. (laughs) Yep. Holy balls. Lots of jerking up. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Not gay, but would... Yep. There's nobody that wouldn't. He can bang me like a screen door in a hurricane. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. Now, of, of course. Screen door in a hurricane. There's this also. This episode's got some zingers. Mm. There's uh, been a lot of uh, music also. Did you guys know that Symphony for the Devil by the Rolling Stones references both John and Brother Robert's assassination with a lyric? Quote, I shouted out, who killed the Kennedys when, after all, it was you and me? Mm, quote deep <laughs> Paul well, Simon oh go ahead well I was gonna say I whenever I was thinking about us doing this episode I always thought JFK blown away what else do I have to say we didn't start the fire I kept thinking of that Billy Joel song <laughs> oh my I'm God. just adding to your pop uh, Paul Simon's 1983 song the late great Johnny Ace references Kennedy's assassination among other famous deaths and there's a few other ones, but there's tons of them. There's one yeah. specific one that I'm pretty sure you, Larry, you probably thought of as well for this. Uh, the first thing that comes to pop culture in my brain for Kennedy's assassination, of course, is the music video 
to Coma White by Marilyn Manson on Mechanical Animals, 1999 music video uh, featuring uh, Marilyn Manson as JFK and his fiance at the time, Rose McGowan, as Jacqueline Kennedy. It shows the assassination, uh, bloodless, of course, but he gets shot in the back, and it's, yeah, it's it's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and then in the 2000 album, Hollywood, in the Shadows of the Valley of Death, many, many references to Kennedy's assassination. So Guns and Roses, too, by the way. The song Civil War. Oh, cool. I was also going to say, video game-wise, there's a game where you can play as JFK, zombie mode. In the like a '60s war planning room, Call of Duty Black Ops. Yep. Also in Mafia Three. Sweet. So yeah, there's there's tons of them. Go <coughs> seek them out yourself. Well, now that we've had our pop culture time. I think it's time for us to get a little bit of Yahoo. Yahoo! Oh, you, you Yahoo! Um, <laughs> you, you like that? I've never sounded more elderly than I do right there. Yeah. Yahoo! Well, I Yahoo! Burned, I burned the meatloaf muffins. <laughs> That's that's what I say when I win at bingo. <laughs> Yahoo! Or when Josh gets you some hair ties. Yep, that too. Yahoo! Yep, that's the one. I love it. Oh, Lord. Um, all right, so Yahoo Answers. Uh, somebody asked, why did Lee Harvey Oswald kill JFK? Good question. Oh, boy. Uh, answers include this one from Robin Y., who wrote, the rifle which Oswald was supposed to use to shoot President Kennedy was an old bolt-action Italian military rifle. Two of the finest shooters in the USA tried to replicate the speed Oswald was said to fire the gun. Neither came close, neither speed or accuracy, so draw your own conclusions. That is a really good point. I'm yeah. also glad that you brought up the style of the rifle, mm -hmm. because I don't think I mentioned that. No, you um, didn't. No. That is very... Um, that is such a common thing that is brought up and such a, I think a big reason why the conspiracy has so much weight to it. The mm. fact that you, two of your best shooters can't even pull it off. Right. And it was, I mean, if you look at it, it's insane. I mean, yeah. you're, I don't know. I mean, I just, it blows my mind. Kind of like that. Luke. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, all right. Flower responded, it depends why you think he was killed. I'm Flower. <laughs> At the time, they said Oswald was a communist Stripper. and was against Kennedy. Mm. I heard that the mafia killed him because his brother was trying too hard to close down their legal business. Other people think he was killed because of his politics. I think he was a hired gun. Uh, evil goodness. That's... Evil. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oswald was an avowed communist and an angry little man. Give a man a gun, an agenda, and some anger, and he'll change the course of history. True. Uh, and I thought this one was really interesting. Guru Hank, sounds like you can trust him, uh, wrote... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, he was on a contract. 
JFK took out a contract on himself. What? And Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, I bought life insurance. <laughs> and Lee Harvey Oswald was the guy who picked it up. Unfortunately for him, JFK also took out a contract on Lee Harvey Oswald. You know what's crazy about that? You brought up, We brought up the theory about him killing himself. That's mm-hmm. it right there. Yeah. Damn life it. Insurance. So he took out a contract on himself and then also paid... I had every STD, so I needed to off myself. (laughs) I was about to pull my era penis off. (laughs) Kind of went British again. Yep. That's okay. I knew this would be a big one. Yeah. Uh, Question mark said nobody knows for sure because he just denied it. He probably didn't like him since he was the president and not everybody likes the choices the president makes. Or maybe somebody told him to or he was in a group, but we don't know 100% that he did it anyway, even though there's a whole lot of evidence against him. Uh, last one. I, this one's more because I think it's funny than anything. Um, we like those. Right. Yes. This person asked, JFK assassination, conspiracy or not? And this person... Okay, I'm just going to preface this with i think this was probably someone put it in like who didn't speak english wrote their answer and then like google, google translated Translate. yes uh, okay i love this so let's get into this alpha responded lee harvey oswald shot jfk from the sith floor of the dallas textbook depository <laughs> it's mike tyson <laughs> as jfk replaced into driving at approximately three miles an hour on dealey plaza oswald fired three pictures <laughs> Two of throwing them out the window. <laughs> yeah. Shh, pull. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Two of which hit JFK. I'm on the Sith floor. Yep. Of the two that hit, the first went with the aid of JFK's neck. <laughs> And went directly to strike Governor John Connolly for the time of the part, wrist and leg. <laughs> the weapon fired replaced right into a six and a half man liquor Carcano Italian <laughs> conflict surplus bolt action rifle. It sounds like he's talking like me at 4 a.m. Yep. after rum. Oswald replaced Wright into a knowledgeable Marine Corps expert rifle marksman. The third shot struck JFK on the lower back ideal part of his head. And this, the ideal part. Yeah, and, right, that's ideal, eh? And right. this. A, I said, a. Boston, also Canada. Canada. Canadian, Australian, and British all at the same time. And this brought about massive strategies in the cranium fragment loss, which flew forward. <laughs> the tip. Okay. I will say props to Alpha for trying to attempting to 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 speak in an English <laughs> right. board. I wonder if Americans ever do that, like overseas, like they try to go on, like say, a Chinese message board and like Google Translate it. <laughs> I can only imagine the yes. The, I have a friend that lives in Paris. Okay, and whenever I try to, whenever I have tried to translate to French. It's bad. He's like, dude, don't don't do that because it just it <laughs> looks terrible. I'm like, so now you know what it's like for me when you translate from French to English. Right. One day they'll get it, Google. Yep. We're hoping Elon Musk and the Android army will save us all. And yep. Give Josh a hoverboard. <laughs> I think it's time. To get quizzical. Let's get quizzical, quizzical. I 
for the record, I enjoyed doing this last week. It was fun. It is fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is a lot of fun. I love it. So I love doing it. This is quizzical on United States presidents. Ooh. <laughs> so this could be extremely embarrassing. Okay. Uh, all right. It's going to be all you, April. I'm telling you. Okay. Mm, question number one. Mm-hmm. Who is the first vice president of the United States of America? A, John Adams. B, Thomas Jefferson. C, Martin Van Buren. D, Ryan. Andrew. A. That is correct, you nice. patriot. God bless the USA. <laughs> it's magical. The principal author of the Declaration of Independence in 1776. Not the year I was born, April. Nice try. <laughs> well, who was, but he was, who was elected president in 1801. A, John Tyler, B, James Monroe, C, Thomas Jefferson, Ryan, D. Gosh. C. That is correct, Ryan, Ooh. too. My Quest- dad's a big history buff. Question Which- number three. Which U.S. president led both the anti-Masonic and the Whig parties? A, John Quincy Adams, B, Millard Fillmore, who sounds like a duck, C, Franklin Pierce, or D, James Buchanan? Josh. Josh. A. That is correct. John Quincy wow. Adams. John Quincy Adams was born on the 11th of July, 1767. Question number four. Which U.S. president killed a man in a duel over a matter of honor regarding his wife, Rachel? A. George Washington. B. Andrew Johnson. C. Andrew Jackson. D. Ryan. Ulysses S. Grant. Josh. Ryan. D. That is... Josh. Hammond. Josh. C. That is also correct. Josh, two, Ryan, two. doubled up. Oh, man. Hi, April. Yeah, hi. Question number five. Worth three pineapples, which you can trade in for four points. <laughs> I do love pineapples. Which U.S. president served as the head of the U.S. Food Administration during World War II? A. Herbert Hoover. B. Theodore Roosevelt. C. Woodrow Wilson. Or D. William Howard Josh. Taft. C. That is incorrect. Can you say the A, B, C, D? A, Herbert Hoover, B, Theodore Roosevelt, C, Woodrow Wilson, or D, William Howard Taft. Hoover sucked. He did suck. Um, Taft was a fatty. I can't imagine he would have anything good to say about that. Uh, I'm going to go with B. That is... Damn it. Incorrect. And and Josh is right. This answer does suck. Yeah. Herbert Hoover. That is correct. April with the come from behind <laughs> win. You should always come from behind, kids. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Stop the podcast. Shall isolate that because that is correct. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we hope you've had a good time on this JFK assassination. (laughs) Lots of fun. Part one of two. Hey, man, we we try to make our 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 research and our telling of the stories fun for you and kids and everybody out there. (laughs) Brain matter all over. Mm -hmm. Fun for the kids. Josh, where are you when you're not here? Potty slam. Is that it? 
<laughs> oh, sorry. You probably want to know about it. Potty Slam Podcast. That is the that is the pot drink. Uh, not said pot, pot drinking. Pot. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like I injected three marijuanas yesterday. <laughs> is the review of of urinals? Is that what it is? Potty no, Slam? it's our professional. Yeah. <laughs> It's our professional wrestling podcast mm-hmm. where we talk about stories from the locker room and beyond. And you can find that on Facebook, Twitter, and Podomatic. April. Well, now that it's the new year and the holidays are behind us, we have brand new episodes of Women with Wine. Thank you. I've been needing a new episode. Yes, and we have a really good one coming out uh, soon. <laughs> Um, where we talk about pregnancy truths. Oh. Amy and I go through our three, uh, no. our three trimesters of hell oh. because a friend of mine just uh, confided to me that she's pregnant and she wanted some advice. So we, we dedicated that episode to her and we did an episode totally about pregnancy truths. It was really fun. Uh, if you want to listen to it, check us out. We are on Facebook and Twitter and Podbean. I can now, only imagine what pregnancy does to you. I think my fart sound weird. Yeah. Now lot, the awkward moment when everybody starts to wonder who's the pregnant person. I didn't, even, dun, dun, I, didn't even, I didn't even think that. My first thought was like, hey, you know what would be cool if they branded themselves as the WWW? <laughs> That's how fast my brain was moving. <laughs> Triple W's. Yeah. I'm just thinking of like t-shirts for you guys right now. W cubed. I'm like, pregnancy? I'm what? man. I don't get pregnant. <laughs> I make pregnant. Yeah. I make pre- Ooh, don't want to do that, though. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. She's pregnant. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love that episode of Intervention. <laughs> My favorite of all time. <laughs> Lawrence, where are you? Yifa's podcast. Baseball historical podcast. And uh, guess what? We're coming back. Valentine's Day. Yahoo! Yeah. Bring your favorite lover of baseball. Sit on the grassy knoll, Mm -hmm. eating (laughs) chips, chips or nachos, and watch the game and say, Yahoo! But not with Joe DiMaggio. Yahoo! Nope. Mm -hmm. Because he'll kill your ass. That's right. I think that theory pervaded the most. So anyways... Oh, I thought that was a baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's going to round out your episode. If you want to check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, at Conspiracy T Show, please like our page. Please rate and review our show. We've gotten a couple of new five-star reviews. Thank you. Thank you. And we do enjoy mispronouncing things, Ninja. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So um, that's what we're going to continue to do. Also, please... Not by choice. No. No. (laughs) No, Just continually slaughtering the English language week to week. I know you want it. Yep. So... Zenzizi BBB. Thank you. You're welcome. Zenzizi BBB t-shirts coming to an online store near you. We have some good ideas. Is that that coming? Is that coming along the t-shirts? Working on it. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. So merch soon. Uh, Keep it stickers keep keep checking back to uh all of our social medias for that um also i want to say one last thing if you guys want to send us a, sh- a suggestion or um any- anything we would take a listener emails mm-hmm. you know if you guys have a story or even if you um have a, f- a story from a friend mm-hmm. send it to conspiracy therapy show at gmail.com and we would love to or tweet read it. it or tweet it yeah, yeah. facebook conspiracy- message it or Facebook, you, or send a pigeon, or send a raven. <laughs> we love it. I love Game of Thrones, and we love you. Does anybody have anything else they want to add this week before we close this bitch out? Pop nuts in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, Larry, get to it. Yep. All right. We'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. I believe in moderation. I believe in having fun. I believe they're out to get me, so I keep a loaded gun. I believe in all my buddies. Wish I could help them out. I believe the game is over. We're all fucked without a doubt. And the president is above it. There's nothing you can do. I believe they killed the Kennedys because they told the truth. I believe the game is rigged and all our leaders lie. Believe we've been bamboozled. Presentation of Beer City Media.